Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild top in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, The Anos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast, Dianos. My name is Jordan Hall, and I'm pleased to be joined once again by Eric Wayne. Eric, how's it going, buddy? Uh, it's going well. I feel like I've aged a thousand years since our last episode. You don't Is look like possible? you've aged it's a day. Forever. Oh, thanks. Do you think I look healthy and youthful? I think you look trim, maybe even a little more hair growing. I mean, you got the, the whole package going. Usually I just kind of floof it up a little bit. You know, I, I'm a man who's got a little bit of a little bit of five head. You know, <laughs> I got the four fingers and then we'll, I got a five head. And every once in a while, you know, like pandemic, oh, I'll just let it grow out. And I think, oh, yeah, that'll be fine. It'll look good. But I ended up just like looking like Lord Business from the Lego movie. Or maybe Bozo the Clown. It's a very, very so. niche reference. I trust uh, you. I trust you. I have yeah, seen you a know, couple it's movies. It's getting old summer. sucks. Even as, you even saw as, movies? Yeah, even as long as they were. Saw the Top, the top Gun movie. That was good. Really? Um, you stayed for the whole thing. The whole th- it, it was a very long movie, but you know there was excitement. We saw the the Jurassic Park movie, which, admittedly, I haven't seen most of the other ones, so I was a bit confused. But there's dinosaurs, which is adjacent to animals, so I was in. Um, both of those movies were playing at the Getty Drive-in in Muskegon when I took my kids there to see the Minions movie, and that was my first time ever at a drive-in movie. And um, it was a tremendous experience. I really liked the drive-in movie. Was it? It was very classic. So I have no issues with, I mean, obviously one one movie is too much. Two movies is clearly too much. Um, but it's so late. At least the ones up by. Yeah, like, it is. What, what time did you get out of there? Two in the morning? Well, yeah, we left after the first movie and it was 1130 or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. That's entirely too late. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, in bed at that point. Like, usually asleep most nights. You know, my favorite part of the experience, though, was the place was an absolute dump. <laughs> they, it was trash. They had not made any improvements to that place since the 60s. And I loved every minute of it. Bit of it, minute of it, both of those things, because it was just nostalgia. Like, I want spider webs above where you're making the popcorn i want lead-based paint 
flaking off into my juju beast. Like I, that's what I want. I want the retro experience. Did the the guys dance across the screen? Kind of the classic uh, concession sure. stand vibe. There was that. There was a playground right under the the um, screen. So like your kids can go play right under the screen. You kind of half watch them and half watch the movie. It was incredible. See, I forget when you when you it. say a playground under the under the screen. My initial thoughts go to screaming kids. That's the worst thing imaginable. But if you have kids, that's probably a good thing. That's great. Yeah. And the sound is like right in your car or right by you. So yeah, let them go. They just hand you the aux cord. Pretty much. So, yeah, uh, it has been a minute since we've done this, as the kids would say. I counted up. I've been in 12 states since the last time we've recorded. That is almost a quarter of the country. Largely, they were the Oklahomas and the Kansases of the world. So, you know, but. uh, So you're not exactly living a secret agent lifestyle. You're not Bond. You're more of. I guess it depends on the specific mission. I'm sure that I'm sure there is a parallel uh, sequence out there where a slightly crappier Bond spends most of his time in like northern Oklahoma, but you know they're not Be all like jet setters. James Bob, Jim Bob, <laughs> we Jim uh, Bob. experienced the the K the Kauf, uh, Kaufman Stadium for the first time out in Kansas oh, really? City. Yeah, it was really was it cool? cool. I was I I came in with virtually no expectation other than fountains, but it was fun. Yep. It was good. Isn't there like a giant? Um kind of shield shaped scoreboard big screen yeah you know it's i'm assuming playing on like the royals knights type of deal i don't know but yeah the everybody says the stadium is pretty good but it always turns me off that there's like an expressway right behind it yeah that that there first you can for sure see um a i want to say it was a denny's a bp <laughs> and i don't there was a couple other things that you could i mean we were in the nosebleed so you can obviously see more but yeah you could you could see a uh, city life behind it which was interesting it seems to take away of the little bit of the ambiance yeah I'd, I'd agree with that they had a putt-putt uh course beyond center field which we did not take part in but that's kind of a nice nice fun touch it seems like your pace you, you seem like a putt-putt guy i like putt-putt plus you don't there, there's much less walking than Swing, swing, golf. Yeah, you know, big golf is like a movie. You know, you, you putt putt is more your your time frame. Off. Yes. All right. Well, oh, if you guys want to get in touch with us by now, you probably know I am at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at no Eric Wayne's brain. I almost went Comeric. Yeah. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. And the show is at. Podcast it's been a minute. Yep. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. All right, uh, let's jump into Tiger's talk. Um, I was actually driving when the news happened, so I didn't get to see Ooh. the initial euphoria on Twitter. But Alavila's gone. Go. Alavila's gone, and who have you seen, or where inside of you lives the place where people are like, ah, mm, it's too soon. Al should he should keep going. He just got started. I have not seen any of that. No, no, definitely not. It has been seven years. And Al Avila, by all accounts, is a good guy. Mm-hmm. Good human being, treats people well, kind, all the good things you want in a human being. Um, however, he's had a chance. He's had a couple chances. And um, you only 
really get a one rebuild, maybe a rebuild and a half. And it it just did not work. There's a series of questionable decisions. Um, and, and frankly, things just maybe got a little unlucky, but things just did not pan out. Yeah. What was your take? Uh, I, my initial take was obviously pessimistic, thinking, oh, we still have the same owner. The next GM is going to be handi- handicapped by the same factors, which is true, but we'll, we'll get to the pessimism later. Uh, like you say, like nobody ever agrees on anything, and everyone agreed that it was time. Like yeah. You just don't see agreement like that. Um, I don't know. It, it, he tried both uh kind of big time free agents and kind of small time free agents i mean none of them really worked uh upton zimmerman Baez, like his his swinging for the fences track record isn't real high his pineda tyson ross matt moore uh lirion like that tracker track record isn't very high um i mean i i don't feel like i need to explain to people why why it hasn't really worked but yeah, I mean, it was time. I mean, we, it probably could have been time a year ago. It could have been time a year and a half ago. Like, but it's it's here now. You know, we had this little flock of prospects, and I think it was fair to give them a shot. Like, we had these hopes with Scooble, Mize, Manning, uh, Torkelson, and Green. Like, okay, this is our new core. They're going to ascend, and things are going to start coming together. But they have not. Mm-mm. We're bad. And even if they we're do, really those were, I mean, other than Scooble, all of those guys were top, what, 10 picks? It's hard to, like, you shouldn't, you yeah. should you shouldn't stub put your together toe. a core like that if you're picking yep. in the top 10 for seven straight years or whatever. Like, yep. and like you say, it, the, it hasn't come together. But even if it had, yeah. Yeah. It's not like he's working miracles to do that. You know, it, we're bad. We're, we're third from the bottom in baseball is it the scouting Uh, is it drafting is it preparation is it coaching is it the development of these guys is it uh, uh, like i said where you pick guys in the draft it it might be any or all of those things but guess what those all do fall under the auspices of the general manager yep you know, so if you're not, you know, if the general manager says, ah, you know, well, we just didn't do well in the draft. Well, guess what? You're in charge of that guy. Yep. You, you're you kind of running the show. And he had seven years. Yeah. I mean, all the reasons that you would fire a manager. It, it's basically like, you know, we weren't hitting. We weren't pitching. We weren't catching the breaks. When you lose games, yeah, the man, like, those are all. Not everything within a game that happens is within the manager's control. But the outcome is still his responsibility. Right. And uh, what about that? Great. What about we are just a bit snake bitten? We're unlucky. Do you buy this? Do you buy? Look at all the guys on the DL. Look at just kind of how Torkelson's doing. You know, are are we just unlucky? I think there are elements to that, but there are so many more ele- elements that go to uh, lack of creativity. Um, just lack of modernity in, in so many of our ways. Like, yep. I I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think we are a hair bit on the unlucky side. But I don't know if if that's 3 to 4% of our issues. Like, we still have 97 other percent. Yep. What do you what do you think? Yep. No, I, I, I think we are a little bit unlucky. But, you know, you create your own luck. with And a good GM is developing depth 
we're developing a style of ball and a style of preparation where you can overcome some of this. You're developing a training uh, staff that's really sophisticated at getting guys ready. You do your work ahead of time to know which guys are injury prone and which guys aren't. Those things all contribute to what on the facade, like luck. Yeah, yeah, agreed, definitely. Uh, do you want to, to speculate on who they're going to bring in? I don't have any names, so if, if you want to, to wade into those waters. Uh, I don't. Like, I don't spend my days studying uh, front office staffs and who is good and who might be available. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I, I just know the cliche things. I was looking at, uh, you know, we have Hinch, so maybe somebody floats Jeff Lunow. Yeah, Lunow, how do you say? Um, One of but, those for sure, yeah why i i don't i think he burned some bridges he sued the astros for like 22 million bucks that feels like more of an astros problem than an us problem though yeah but like what owner is going to want to hire a gm who's making a habit out of suing their club in our and as the black guy yeah right well well maybe i don't i don't know um i so this is my general philosophy on this I want it to be somebody that I've never heard of, but is brilliant. Yes. There are a million people like that yeah. in organizations. Just go hire one of them. I don't care if it's, you know, I feel like it, instantly everyone's like, oh, Theo, he's broken two curses. Do it again. I don't care if it's Theo. I don't care if it, it's somebody that I know. Just give me somebody that's very intelligent, somebody that is that can run PowerPoint on a laptop, if not something more recent than that. Uh, right. give, give me something like that. That's all I care about. You know, I'm always intrigued by the guys who are kind of even tangentially related to baseball, yeah. like who are good at running something else yeah. and are just very sophisticated at uh, analyzing and organizations and leading them. 100%. I'd be pretty, te- I'd be pretty tempted by somebody like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I don't need the old school baseball man. Um, yeah. Give me Leadership somebody and organization translates. The- yep. In the words of Jordan Hall, give me someone innovative or innovative, if you will. <laughs> so um, I led this off with my my pessimism that suggests that the next GM will be hamstrung by the same constraints as the current or the mm-hmm. recent mm-hmm. past. How do you feel about that statement? You know, Illich himself any favors at his press conference, did he? I, I mean, he basically he threw his GM under the bus for sure in a How... ruse that I think we all saw through. Like it didn't it didn't strike me as particularly genuine. Right. I think the Detroit Tigers owners and organization aren't looking to bump along at the bottom of baseball. I don't I don't think they want that. I don't think they want to slash payroll and stuff. I also don't think they want to be one of the big five or six clubs, right? I, it'd be, I'd be stunned if they are going to jump in and say, Hey, we're going to do what the Padres and the Dodgers, the Yankees do. And we're really going to just throw our force. But I, I think they're looking to be a, um, a more savvy mid tier club. Yeah. And a, a mid tier club that can occasionally catch fire and make the playoffs. I certainly don't think that's below our station. Obviously, we were spoiled for a long time living living large, so to speak. Um, yeah. yeah, that middle ground sounds great. This is still the AL Central. There's no reason. There is no reason we can't do what the Twins and the Indians are doing. Yeah. 
for sure. Right. 100%. I mean, we're not trying to dominate the AL East here, mm-hmm. right? We're trying to compete for the central and that is not too lofty of a goal, but I, there will be some constraints. Uh, I don't think this is that attractive of a job. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's baseball. There's only, there's only so many jobs, but um, this isn't an, an elite job. There's a lot of work to do. We're at the bottom and um, there's just not that many bullets at hand to, to fight this battle. And right or wrong, I, there is a pretty strong perception out there that the owner doesn't want to spend. You know what I mean? Like that, that seems to just be the co- common uh, thought. Yeah. So you're not exactly going to get the, the cream of the crop when you're <laughs> when that's yeah. the 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 base thought. Um, yeah. But yeah, Chris. Yeah, Chris is not Mike. Chris, Chris is, is not Mike. Mike. So um, somebody texted me today, and they said, um, and I'll tell you, it was Chris Iatt. Chris Iatt uh, texted me today. I prefer the mystery, says, but this is fine too. Mm, yeah. Well, I guess now I'll know if he actually ever listens to this. Um, he he texted me. He's like. What was the highlight of the Al Avila GM re- regime? And That's a he makes a case for this, and I'm putting and I'm paraphrasing, not signing Chris Davis when Illich Sr. wanted to. Yeah. And uh instead signing uh Upton. Yeah. That might have been the best deal. Yeah. That's the best thing Avila did for the club outside of um, outside of giving us Alex Avila. <laughs> yeah, my first thought was drafting Riley, and the other thing was the like two-ish days after we signed Upton. The like, uh, I like, I, I kind of it was yeah. one of those things that you kind of knew probably wasn't going to work out, but if it did, it was going to be awesome. Yep. And those, I I vividly remember. I, we're we're down in Florida. Vividly remember, really enjoying those two or three days. Kind of, yeah, yeah. But it, it, it's hard to be excited about or nostalgic about the Alavilla years because it was a seven-year downward slide, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So I'll pose to you the same question that you posed to me when we were texting earlier. Do you think that we're back to square one on the rebuild? Close. We're not at square one, but we need to recalibrate our expectations, don't we? I think we yeah. had this feeling that we're going to get these draft picks. It's going to be the core of a, a young, good quality, talented team in a couple of years. We'll be able to turn this thing around and it's going to be easy. Look at all the talent we have. We need to set that aside. Um, we are not at square one, but we might be at square one and a half. I mean, the next GM has a ton of work to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, he left him some, some decent building blocks, um, decent if unproven and maybe even giving us some reason for concern building blocks. Right. Um, a, pitching staff that's been absolutely ravaged and will be out into some of it'll be out midway through next year. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. Well, let's just do a quick roster check about who, who are the real resources the next GM has, where are we starting from? I think Riley green is going to be a player. 
I think he's really yes, good. Brett outfielder. Riley is, is clear number. One. I, I yep. think he is somebody you can pencil in next year and rely on fairly steadily. What about Spencer Torkelson? I'm still in, but I'm wavering a little bit. The The Toledo numbers haven't been very good. Um, I don't know. There, there has been enough flashes for me. There's been enough times when he's looked like a big league ball player that even though the results haven't been there this year, I'm still in. I mean, but, the, swing, I mean the swing mechanics are there. He's shown flashes up through the Myers. But this year has been a grind. And I don't know if it's just mm-hmm. expectations or going right to it. Um, but it does make you question, like, is this the guy who can carry some freight for you? And that's not a given. I mean, we had all, everybody had projected him for years to come. And this does give you a little bit of, of pause. I mean, there are other elite prospects who are flourishing. I yeah. mean, it's not. But as we've, as we've heard many times, development is not linear. Um, sure. You know, sure. he, I, I, I don't know. And, and this could just be the the dumb optimism in me, but there so many things have gone wrong this year and stuff like that snowballs. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm, I'm willing to give him one year of a pass, you know, blame it on the same luck that has, you know, ravaged our pitching staff, all that kind of stuff. Um, but like I said, that could just be optimism. Speaking of our other, speaking of pitching staff, our other one-one pick, Casey Mize, I think it's pretty clear when he has pitched, his stuff is, you know, number number two starter level. I mean, yeah, I, I don't definitely. think a, a question about his ability, but he's got now he's had Tommy John surgery. Um, that's removing a lot of certainty about him. You have Matt Manning, who's been on the the IR, IL for a while, yeah. and you have concerns about him. Up and down flashes of brilliance, but some inconsistency as well. And now you have Scooble, who's had uh, tendon flexor tendon surgery. Tendon surgery. I don't know what Sounds that all bad. means, but it's not terrific. And um, Scoobles had the most kind of work in the minors, work his way up. I mean, mm-hmm. um, he's, you know, you used to put him in this trinity of these guys who are really going to be studs for you forever. And, you know, that's called a new question. So, you know, all these kind the of next divots. guy on that list that I would do is Meadows. And who the heck knows what's going on there? Like yep. the list just keeps going. And I don't blame Al for that. No. Like, it's been, no. it's been freaky stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I mean, those are, those are who I would list as probably the six or uh, what? Is it? Yeah. yeah. Six, six building blocks. And one of them I am comfortable writing in pen one. That's it. Our best players right now are not somebody that are really going to, you're going to build around into the future. I mean, is Harold Castro a guy who's going to carry you i mean he's our he's been our best hitter this year and everybody dogs on poor harold but he he's our best guy willie castro i mean is that guy a guy gonna anchor a club i mean these are maybe bit pieces in a good team but we're not good yeah yeah i mean you have a couple pieces down in the minors uh you got the new young kid jung young what are we we, yeah he's super young 
And then you have Job. Jack's good news for you. Did you see this? That he got he just got moved up to um, West Michigan. Michigan. I should probably go check him out. Yeah, yeah, McCoskey on the uh, on the scoop there. So now we're talking Um, about prospects. Did you see though that Baseball America like ranked us what twenty something? Great. You know, trust Not the great. process, but shouldn't the process give you a better farm club? I get that we move some of our top guys up, but we have no depth. The yeah, only excitement teams like the Dodgers and the Rays, when they move their top guys up, the other guys just yeah. slide right up and are also very good. Right. And they don't draft at the top of the draft like we do. Right. You should be able to have a super good farm system when you're drafting at the top. And like like you said earlier, it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to like draft one one every year. Yeah. And even that we've been on. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I would have changed any either of those picks. At the time, those were the, the clear consensus picks. So I mean Yeah, you can't I'm not gonna not gonna second second guess that. But there I, I'm seeing um, some conventional wisdom about how you should not draft pitchers like in the top two or three picks just because they're so susceptible to arm damage and it's just too yeah. much of a risk. Um, I'm starting to come around to some of that thinking. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so we spent a lot of time on this. Any, any final thoughts? I'm sure there probably will be in, in questions later. Yeah. You know, the current state of the tigers is oh, we, we haven't even talked about them at all. We haven't talked about, Carrie Carpenter. We haven't talked about, you know, what Drew Hutchinson or uh, Alex Lang is doing. Like, it's hard to get excited about the guys that we have. Yeah, I do want to talk. I actually had Carrie on the list. Can we talk about him? That's a little, a little bit? bit exciting. Yeah, I'm in. Sometimes yeah. guys just pop. I'm not saying that I think he's going to be insert left-handed hitter here like amazing he's not going to be Juan Soto but I'm a little bit in on Kerry Carpenter I think there's something there in a um almost JD Martinez like magic I don't know like I'm not saying he's going to become JD Martinez but like we nobody expected what we got out of him when he came up he had been released um sometimes hitters just hit and he he is a, a hitter I'm I am more than a little excited I thought it was just, funny how uh, just how reluctant the Tigers were to to bring him up. I mean, we had nobody because what was what we had was working so well. We yeah. had nobody hitting, and we still Kerry Carpenter is like mashing every night. Hey guys, boom, hit a home run. Hey, I mean, hello, you know. And the Tigers now, 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 and then all of a sudden, here he comes, and he he um he's. He's like tied for third on our club with outfield home for outfielder home runs. It took him like two two games. I mean, you know who he reminds me of is is Bosch, Brennan Bosch. Kind of out of nowhere, yeah, can't field. I mean, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a lazy analogy, but like there's some similarities there. If we get a Bosch career out of him, that would be a massive win. The way people were talking about Kerry Carpenter, I thought, oh, this guy's got to be like 27 or 28 or whatever. He's 24. Like, I, I yeah. guess he's not like a super young prospect, but he's not a fossil. Like, no, he, the, I think it's the draft thing that he was drafted was this 19th round. I think, yeah. I think that kind of, that was the big, it poo-poo. almost brings in with it a certain level of pessimism. But, speaking of, you know. speaking of grinding in the minors, low draft picks, I thought you were going to say, speaking of poo poo. Have you, 
Have you been? Uh, have you followed Winton Bernard? I have. Isn't Gotta that love cool it for Winnie? Unbelievable. That's so cool. He was kind of a, a golden boy around the Tigers farm for a while, and everybody kind of liked him. We thought, and he he hit for a while. We thought, oh yeah, he might get a chance, but then it didn't really kind of pan out. And then I lost track of him. I figured he was done or bumping around, and he did bump around in Mexico or here, there. There was independent ball. Ten years. 10 years. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's something like, I, I'm not usually very sentimental or, uh, but like th- there's something very cool about that. Like a guy finally getting his due after all this, like we, and we yeah. had good. Well, we, Oh, him, uh, AJ Ladwig. And I feel like there was, I mean, Manta play a couple of years ago. Like, yeah, you made all kind of, Oh, Krizan. That was the one earlier in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Krizan. But we yeah. had our own, own version of this that I think totally went under the radar. And that was um, Luis Castillo. Oh, that's right. Yep. Of seven or eight years, I think, in the minors. He came, he's 27 years old, made his debut. Nobody's paying attention. And um, we, he, he uh, debuted at the Whitaker game, I think, or right, right around there. And I thought, I think you're right, nobody's yeah. paying attention to this guy. You know, his first uh, opportunity after all these years, and you got to be a little romantic about it. It's like with Bernard, you know, they're showing these videos. He's telling his mom, he's going out there, he's crying. You know, it's a big deal. Ten years, and he finally did it. That's pretty good stuff. Yeah, and realistically, there's no other sport that like provides those type of stories. Right. Which you know, people say, uh, you know, minor like goes to minor league games like i don't know it's minor league has a very special place yep. in my heart uh, you want to talk about the Lou game yeah I, I was there um that's the first game i've been you went i didn't yeah. notice that. yeah i was there um for that or was it just coincidental well um uh went trip out there and we were into ourselves like, ah, let's go check it out and it just happened to be that one um and it was a really professionally well done ceremony and everything in retrospect it was interesting that neither avila nor illich i think was invited to speak at all at the i think the the energy was there to avoid the booze and that kind of thing i think that was a wise choice it was like a hundred degrees it was so hot we we got seats in the shade though that was very important um but it was um, it was a, a good ceremony. It was a good game. The most exciting part of it was uh, it was like a sellout. It was packed, forty thousand people. The concourses were full. It and um, they even said Hinch said, you know, this is the kind of energy you get when you're when you're good when things are bad. And I I think it shows the commitment the fans have. <laughs> Maybe not to this team, but to at least the laundry, the logo, the history. Um, yeah. People were passionate about it. Jerseys, all in the, you know, of all different types, you know, Trammel, Parish, all the classics. People were eager to cheer. They were eager to support their team in what felt like a win. Yeah. And it was, it, the game was a win too, but it felt like, Oh yeah, we're, there's something special here in Detroit with the Tigers. Something that we can rally around, and it was, you know, good feels. 
My favorite thing is always the um, the gifts that they give them. Mm, the, yep. Like, I mean, what what do you give someone like that? But the like number one crystal. I think I tweeted this out, but like, I wonder how that factors into Lou's just day to day life now that he owns this number it's one crystal. <laughs> I, I will tell you, like, so they have this platform on the infield, and they got the chair set up, and this little runway, and then flowers like and things of flowers and then pictures up on easels and it looks like a graveside service it, it everybody's dressed nice it looks like we're burying lou whitaker in the in the infield and it's like oh no this is a ceremony but it looked like a graveside service i mean he'd probably be preferred to be buried at tiger stadium i would, I would imagine over comerica no no but it was it was great trammel especially had some good thoughts the video was uh, touching it was good and overdue right tiger should have done this a long time ago they should have done trammell and whitaker at the same time um i don't care about hall of fame stuff but there's more juice now that he probably gets in the hall of fame here before too long um but an iconic double play combo trammell and whitaker i think they're they're so linked in my mind and um i think it was a wonderful ceremony Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, before we get to your power rankings, I did prepare a little bit on Javi Baez. Mm. Uh, did you know that he leads the team in homers, RBI, stolen bases, runs, slugging, OPS, hits, doubles, and triples? I did not know that. <laughs> we gave him a lot of crap. And admittedly, all of these are very low bars. Yeah. But yeah, he, he currently leads the team in all of those categories. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like the largest shrimp at this point, though. But yeah, I get it. <laughs> yes. Uh, All right, let's move on to your power rankings. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Power rankings. If I've been a little off here, Jordan, if things are a little clumsy coming out of my mouth, let me tell you why. We are finishing our basement. And so we've um, had different uh, contractors, subcontractors in, and they started prepping the, the, for painting. And they've done a little bit of the, the priming and the painting. So a lot of fumes in the house. So you are high as a kite right now. <sighs> you know, just give me a couple mulligans if it, it gets a little uh, out of hand. So, yeah, we're, we've, we've had all these people in and out of our house finishing our basement starting to look nice but it's got me thinking how about the top seven and bottom three uh subcontractors for your house that you you know that you want to have or be all right wait wait wait. okay so this is what you want to do as a yeah like what would be the preferred thing to do okay all right i'm I'm yeah like of these 
housing residential subcontractors, which one is the most attractive? All right. I'm with you. Let's go. All right. So starting at number seven, I have the framing guys, the frame carpenters. So um, this is kind of fun. You get to use nail guns, right? You're, you know, you're putting the big framing up. You feel productive. You're throwing up walls. Ah, it gets a little sketchy because you know you're outside in the in the weather. You're standing at your setting trusses. It all seems like a seems like a lot of work. I don't know. So the framing subcontractor, I think, gets a good sense of satisfaction. You're really building the the bones of the house, but it's only good for number seven. Wow. Yeah. Um, speaking of sense of satisfaction, I have at number six, the painter, painter, right? You're, uh, you're making it look beautiful. You get that sense of polish, you, but, um, the thing with painting is it's not all just the final step. It's like a lot of prepping and taking off hinges and caulking and sanding like the, the prep work takes four times as long as the application of the paint. And the edging is the the living. Oh yeah, you gotta you know, cut cut in there. Yep. Although I'm assuming you use like the interns for that. <laughs> so I'm assuming the 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 paid painters are the ones that get to use the rollers and whatnot. I think I feel like every subcontractor needs a, a grunt. You know, just to, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah like a a 19 year old kid on summer yeah, break for sure yeah, or whatever. Yeah, make them take sure. all the tools and make them pack all the tools, wind up the cords, you know that kind of stuff. Got mm-hmm. a few grunts. Uh, so painter is number six. Number five, I have plumber. Plumber seems like a kind of a good blend of technical skill and satisfaction and problem solving. And um, I, I don't know. I thought plumber was a good thing. However, um, our plumbers here, when they're when they're doing it, we had a little, just a very tiny, slow leak of our shower drain. So the plumber was here had to replace our shower drain and you know the re- the work on the existing plumbing i don't think would appeal to me that much if you know what i mean i can see why why you would say that yeah, yeah agreed uh, you're dealing with uh you know speaking of poo poo you know <laughs> the loo goes to you poo poo down the hill go down the hill yeah so that's why plumber is only number five uh number four i have electrician this seems like a, a cool trade, right? You you pull the wires through the wall. You got to chart everything out. That's a risky one, though. You kind of got to know what you're doing. Kind of got to know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust myself. Uh, coming in. At number three, I have a mason. A I might have mason. missed number four. Let's go back to what was number four? Number four is plumber. No, that was okay. Number so five. we did number four. All right, move on. No, number four was electrician. Did you hear okay, me talk yeah, about we, electrician? We did that one too. Okay. All right. But yeah, 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 number four right. was electrician. Number three is mason, like a bricklayer. I find this okay. extremely fascinating. Uh, I like to watch Mason TikTok where there's like laying the bricks. It's so satisfying. They smear 
the um, mortar on and they place the bricks. And these guys are so good that, you know, you, you wiggle it into the line that they drew. It's got to be pretty satisfying to be up. That does brick. sound pretty. I've never, I've never seen that, but that does sound pretty satisfying oh, to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just the, the buttery, the buttery um, mortar going on. You wiggle that brick in. I could get into that. But in a big way, you know, you're it's it's a little bit of heavy lifting. You know, they're, you're you're dealing with bricks all day. They're rough on your skin. Yeah, I can wear gloves. Yeah. It's probably be mitigating. Yeah. Number two is the uh, siding guy, the siding installer. I've installed siding a couple of times in my life, and let me tell you, it is satisfying. Nothing gives you more of a smile than seeing like an entire side of a building becoming a color in the matter of an hour you know you're just slapping it It gives that the vinyl siding get that satisfying click as you kind of shove it up especially you know the edge work and stuff would take some away from me but you know that satisfying click and siding a side of a building would be would be pretty cool i mean you you're working on ladders and dangling precariously and could die but i mean the siding it looks like cool work yeah, yeah, that sounds sounds about right. Yeah, I, I, you get sick of looking at the same color over and over, but still, but I'm sure you probably do different colors based on on different clients. I, I suppose you do. I'd hope anyway. Uh, number one, uh, you have a guess for best residential subcontractor? Uh, either like a the interior decorator or the. This is the not demo guy. The, Apparently, I'm I'm just thinking what of Joe. Guy? Joe. I, I don't know what the, the guy that like breaks all the stuff. You know, like takes a sledgehammer. Demolition guy. It's not like for. Is that a thing? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's a thing. Number one is <laughs> trim carpenter. Trim carpenter. This one to me. You're 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 giving it a nice finish. You're inside. You get to be a little creative occasionally. You're you're installing, you know, shelves or different woodworkings. And you get that nice sense of completion when you're done. And it's not too heavy. You get to be kind of precise. I Just being a, a good trim carpenter seems like it would be pretty satisfying to me. That's not All of that I'm. sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> all right. Bottom, you ready for the... <laughs> to, be, to be fair, one through seven, it pretty much all sounds like my nightmare. But anyway, let's get to the bottom. Not much of a blue-collar guy there, Jordan? Uh, I That is an area in which I am less gifted have you ever put can you put together ikea furniture no i let wit do that obviously (laughs) in the office we let the interns put together our furniture wow that's pretty bad pretty bad i I do typey typey that's my (laughs) smart um four worst i have for you oh yeah we're expanding a little bit uh fourth from the worst is the insulation guys this seems fairly unpleasant. I mean, the fiberglass yeah. is itchy. The cellulose, you're like crawling into some crawl space and trying to blow it in there. It's got the insulation doesn't see. And then to top it all off, nobody sees it. You're covering it all up. That's true. Insulation yeah, seems like work. Seems like a rough gig. I don't want to be an insulator. Uh, number three is roofer. You mm. do get a bit of a sense of satisfaction, but when it's hot out, yeah and you're always lifting you're always bending over it just rougher does not seem super pleasant agreed definitely that was going to be my guess for number one worst so i'll have to come up with a new one 
Number two from the worst, I have concrete guy, like the guys who do flat work. Again, I've, I've, I've done some concrete. It's a little satisfying, but the troweling is, is a lot of work. And the prep work is a lot of work. And it's just a lot of heaviness to, to lay the concrete. I'll take your word for it. Number one worst. What do you think? The person that has to install the ceiling fans. Wouldn't, wouldn't an electrician do that? Why, why, why are your ceiling fans in particular bad? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any other guesses. That seems bad. How, I wouldn't want to How about the drywall guys? To me, drywall seems like a pretty rough job. Like it's heavy. You're getting it in there. You're hanging it. it there's so much of it. Like, everywhere you're hanging in the drywall and you got to finish it. You're taping, you're mudding, you're sanding. It just seems like, seems like a lot, a lot of work. Fun story in our house, all of our closets were not done with drywall, but with pegboard here. You can see. I, I do. He's, this is an audio medium, but <laughs> yes, sure enough. He's showing me his closets internally are pegboard. Do you ever uh, peg your closets then? You put the pegs in? Uh, yeah, we got some pegs in there. It's just like for hang-up stuff. Yeah. That's great. That's good. See, the guys, something. guys were clever. Put the pegboard. Oh, we didn't do that. That, that. We inherited that. Whoever lived there before you, so clever. I think his name was Hal. Hal knew what he was doing. Hal was something. Anyway, so R.I.P. Hal. If you are any of the bottom four subcontractors, I'm I'm sorry, but that is Power Rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. It was beautiful. It's been a while. It's been a while. good. Um, I don't really have anything too exciting that I've seen by the side of the road recently, but I did see a wooden baseball bat lying by the side of the road. Um, wow. I think it was yesterday, huh. which... I can be on, I can honestly say I've never seen that on the side of the road before. So was it good? Did you pick it up? Uh, I mean, it it looked solid. Like it was a it was definitely like a uh, men's bat. Like it was not for kids. It was not like a mini bat. It was a like take to the batting cage and you know get your work in bat. But it was gone today. So I'm sure somebody got up their bat. got back to its rightful owner. That's terrific. <laughs> Uh, so that's what I saw on the side of the road while running. Baseball Should we get to the either. Twitter questions? Uh, yeah, we can, we, can, I plan that. we can get to the Twitter questions. Um, There's a lot. I, um, so we have a very faithful listener. Oh, crap, I'm hitting things. Uh, we have a very faithful listener whose new name, of course, I didn't write down, but who's been hounding us about asking you in particular, Mr. Hall, what are some of the things that a majority of society likes but Jordan dislikes. I feel like this is actually a fairly long list. All right, so we'll start with movies, obviously. Movies. They're too long. Uh, steak. Uh, steak, for sure. Music. Um, not a fan, <laughs> Sorry, not music. a fan of music just in general. Right. Uh, I, I despise loud things. Not okay. a loud thing guy. Um, that's a lot. Kind of thing. Those are kind of my. Those yeah, are kind of like any kind of things. grown up foods you don't really like. Yeah, lar- largely. I, oh, I don't like seafood. Uh, I don't yeah, trust seafood. anything that came out of the sea. Do you like tomatoes? I do not like. Tomatoes, I I no. knew it. Like I, I you've never told me that, but I knew because tomatoes are a grown up food. <laughs> I, I don't knew like you beans. wouldn't like tomatoes. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we finally got into it. And no mustard. Okay, I kind of agree with you there. Mustard is trash. Yeah. Mustard Yellow mustard is trash. The spicy mustard's all right. Okay. Oh, and I don't like beer. You don't like beer. That's not like that that's one. not super unusual. I think a lot of people. Okay. A lot of people don't like beer. All right. It's then not. It's not particularly sweet. One. It's kind of this bittery kind of thing. Yeah. Honestly, even the smell is like oh, can't do it. I uh, I I took a new job and I work downtown Grand Rapids near Founders, and every morning. I go in and it's just mm, the essence of of beer. So that's my. Is mind. that a good thing or a bad thing? I enjoy it. I think it smells good. Okay. But not everybody does. Yeah. Um, okay. Getting Twitter question. Uh, Mitch from Michigan asks, "What tiger is next in line to get their jersey retired? AKA, we need a reason for people to come to the ballpark in mid-August when there are twenty-five games out of first place." I feel like this is targeting me a little bit, but thank you, Mitch. <laughs> Who's next? It's got it's got to be Miggy, right? Like he'll retire before yeah. Verlander. Those are the two. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yep. I mean, nobody else is really um. From that older crop is really like Gibson or I mean Morris, Tramlin, Whitaker are in. Is there anybody else from that crop that really gets in? I feel like maybe Gibson kind of is a lifetime achievement award, but yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think we, they got who they're going to get. Yeah. You know, which is fine. Pizza Slayer J Slaw suggests Bobby Higginson. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't either. Right, right after Juan that. Gonzalez. Okay. Um, <laughs> Evan at Evan Kennedy 95 asks, how was your summer? Thank you for a gentle, Nice question, Evan. How was your summer? It's it was perfectly fine. It was a blur, but summers summers tend to be. I refuse to admit it's over, but summer is technically it's not. Summer right? is good. Um, we did the UP thing. Did we went to Tequamanon Falls? Did you do which the bear ranch? I enjoyed. What's that? No, we skipped the, the bear, bear ranch. ranch. No, Gosh, we skipped dang the bear ranch. You, but you skip the there bear ranch be, every year, and I ask you every year. I went one year. Ranch? One year I went. It's stupid bears in a fence. Not that cool. Excuse you. Bears <laughs> are awesome. There must be some political um, upheaval in Michigan's Upper Peninsula because you drive along, and there's like these yard signs that says "We love the Bi- Oswalds," and there's it's like some kind of campaign. There must be some pro and anti bear. Yeah keeping I can, I can see that yeah i know the u.s fish and wildlife service was on them for a while uh, part of it the, you used to be able to like cuddle with the bear like you wrestle with the cubs yeah that's not great and now i guess you can just get your picture taken with a cub but i think after the whole tiger king thing like yeah. people may have a little bit more um skeptical energy around some of this stuff yeah i would think so too that was a tangent. Okay. Um, let's see. Troya, Anthony Troya asks, will you guys bail me out of jail if I punch Illich in the face? I would suggest maybe don't punch him in the face. Yeah. Um, it would be it would be a long trip for me. I, surely there's someone in your life that would be closer that could post the bail. Um, but maybe, maybe don't punch him in the face. Yeah, you, I'm not doing that. You're on your own. I'm not helping. I'm done helping people. Like, if, no. 
just in general for yeah. any purpose. Yeah. No, no helping. <laughs> You're on your own. It's America. Uh, but Snack Efron says he's throwing at least $20 into the GoFundMe. Okay. You'd be an accomplice yeah, to assault. Who's doing the GoFundMe admin? It it becomes a whole thing. Yeah. Peter uh, at Pete underscore III asks, who hates baseball more, Chris Illich or Rob Manfred? Oh, Manfred. Nobody hates baseball more than Manfred. I genuinely believe that. He's kind of a dour man, isn't he? Ah, yes. Yeah, definitely. He, he, I don't I don't necessarily want to get started on that. But yeah, he's a he is a miserable so and so. Yeah, I'd probably agree, Manfred. Chris at least has I don't know, at least he owns a he team. Goes to game like, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um dropkick at PNW underscore tenant asks a priest, a rabbi, and a tiger's pitcher walk into a bar. How does the pitcher injure himself before he finishing his drink? Also, when does the pain end? Oh, the pain doesn't end. I think the pain ends at death, right? <laughs> yeah, I think this that... is a lighthearted <laughs> podcast, all. No existential dread on the podcast. We talked about this. <laughs> I, said, I said what I said. No, no nihilism on the, on the podcast. Uh, the, the pitcher hurts himself because he trips over his shoelaces. Ah, that's oh, fun I, and not about I feel like death. potential for loose glass everywhere. Uh, you know, that could end up in a in an artery or something. Yeah. The grounds crew just forgot about the shank. The ground. Yeah. What are you? All right. Uh, let's see. Tim Kitching. I think it's a new questioner. Thank you. TP Kitching asks, is Chris Fetter at least partially to blame for all of the pitcher injuries this year? I know uh, your answer is going to be. I'm obviously going to say no, but here's the thing. Like in terms of training regimens and all these kind of things, they're not doing anything different than any other team. They might have little slight tweaks, but there is nothing um, in terms of band work or sand cans or anything like that, that the Tigers are doing that everyone else isn't. I have a very hard like there might be something in like the uh what would you call it the training staff that maybe is is a little bit different but like by and large everything is is going to be likely the same just my opinion it's hard to know it'd be interesting to have somebody run a statistical analysis of it like how many pitchers are injured or injury days and like to see if it's statistically significant or not or if it's just dumb luck I probably agree with you. Like these are all big league clubs that share a lot of routines and stuff, but we're not doing better than anybody else. I, if anything, I would fault selection of players. Like maybe you're yeah. getting guys who are more susceptible to this kind of thing and where other clubs are not like we're, we're risking. We are, our chips on, high velocity big arm guys instead of you know pitchability guys but i don't know other teams have guys that throw hard they don't explode i'm talking about just that we we can't have nice things i mean that's basically what it comes down to we didn't answer his question anyway probably not chris fetter's fault but look at what look at what chris fetter has done our started pitching is like third in the American League. We've done it with duct tape and and band aids, and look at what how the the bullpen's been really good. We're walking wounded, and the pitching has largely been 
fine. Look at what Brian Garcia has done as a starter. Like, that on its own is a resume builder for Chris Vetter. Given all the guys who are hurt, the guys who have pitched for us, probably the second tier kind of guys, have stepped up and been great. We just can't score any freaking runs. Um, uh, JP's Chronic asks, oh, here, actually, I'm going to go to this one. I'm learning how to read. Uh, at Paul Melkin, Paul, Paul, he asks, is there any way to explain why our hitting has been so inconsistent this season? And how can the Tigers fix this? I mean, I feel like the easy answer is that we just don't have very good hitters right like it is kind of that straightforward you look at the lineup most nights and most of the guys in the lineup just aren't very good um i mean you can get better performances from from some of the guys that we are expecting like you know torkelson when he comes back up but like in candelario other than that i don't know that i expect most of the guys in the lineup to be doing too awfully much better it's just a terrible lineup but on the counterpoint of that what about a guy like Robbie Grossman? What about Austin Meadows when he started? What about Javier Baez? What about Candelario, who's shown flashes? These are all guys who are 75% under what they could be. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of cool ball hate. Yeah. And I, there's another question coming up about this, but. Uh, yeah, we we certainly have underperforming hitters. Yeah, I, I don't know how you fix it. Yeah, I don't know enough about the the offensive side of the ball to kind of wager in on a weigh in on like what a, a hitting coach does. But it seems, I don't know. Maybe I feel like was it Javi that that referenced that he wanted somebody to like help him make little tweaks, which that seems like the job of yeah. a hitting coach. Yeah, but um. You know, I, I don't know what it looks like to grind with a hitting coach in in the batting cages to like work out something in your swing. Like that's not. Um, I don't know. I I feel like uh, I probably overestimate um, how much of an impact Chris Fetter has, and I, I I feel like I'm always underestimating maybe how much of an impact the hitting coach has. It doesn't seem like I don't yeah. know. I feel like that's kind of one of those jobs you give to what Gene Lamont or legendary Lloyd and just to keep him around. But let's say we fired Scott Coolball and we replaced him with a ham sandwich. The ham sandwich is not going to get our offense worse than the worst. Like he's, <laughs> we are the worst <laughs> offense in baseball. <laughs> you could have a banana as the hitting coach and you wouldn't be any worse. I mean, True. It's hard to refute. Yeah, let's let's try some new voices. I'm I'm down. Try some inanimate objects. That's fine. <laughs> Be J- cheaper. JP Skoronek asks, "What designs do you want to see on the Tigers City Connect jersey? Music notes, engine parts." See, this is a tough one because what I want to see and what makes sense are two very different things. Uh, I feel like, like you say, um, something musical makes sense and something auto-related makes sense. But I'm not really into either of those things. So I want it to be either bridge. Like, I I know the the Hmm. Giants did the whole bridge thing. I think that would be cool with the Ambassador Bridge. 
or you could kind of take it like Michigan as a whole and have like water themed. I don't know. I'm, I feel like that's not too creative. But it's kind of state connect instead of city. Yeah, connect. I right. Yeah, and that, that's, it just depends on how literally you want to take it. I feel like I feel like Michigan is very much a Detroit teams represent the state yeah, type of situation. But so one of the tweets that I actually got some traction with which uh was i floated this idea of you know those auto mechanic shirts that have the little uh oval yeah. with their name on it mm -hmm. and then like a, a um a patch sewn on that says like the tigers logo i think that would That's be actually pretty cool brilliant i think they would yeah. sell the heck out of those and it would be different it would tie into the city's culture and heritage we all know a dad or an uncle or a great uncle who wore this style shirt every day, kind of the uniform style. And it would give you a blue alternate, which I think, you know, typically they come in blue, which would be very cool. You could wear them, um, you know, with the white pants or the gray pants. I, I don't know how you do, well, how you do it exactly, but I think I there's potential to have top and bottom. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Blue and blue would be sweet actually. Like the, um, cause they're already buttoned up. You just have to like make the sleeves kind of appropriate and the cut yeah, kind of appropriate. You could sell the heck out of those. I would wear one of those mechanic shirts in a heartbeat. They'd be sweet. Definitely. Yeah. That's, that's the idea. I of course didn't see your tweet cause I unfollowed you, but you know, yeah, that's fine. neither here nor there. Yeah, blocked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and reported <laughs> for spam. Um, Rob Baker at Kerba 1123 asks, does the fact that AJ Hinch still have a job hinge on the fact that Illich and company realize the injuries and the squad depth are not on him? Mm. I don't think so. I, I don't think there was any result over these last two years that could have uh, damaged AJ's standing. He did so uh, good at that, the end of last me. year. I think he built yeah. enough, enough cred. I mean, the dude's won a World Series. He's shown flashes with the Tigers. I, and I will tell you, just in a subjective way, the way he handles the press conference, the way he talks about a game is uh, is right for the sport of baseball in the sense that he's not going crazy. He's paying attention to the things that need attention to. But you can't just uh, fire off the handle every time. There's 162 games. And I, just from a aesthetics, basic personality, temperament point of view, A.J. Hinch seems right. I think. And also, like, what more can he do? Like, look, yeah, look and he, does, he, has no, like, he has no bodies. Like, what more do you want from the man? You can only, he hasn't killed any of them. You can only I mean, scramble the lineup so many ways. And he has. And there's yeah. nothing to do. Uh, Nicholas Wazinski at NW, oh, N Wazinski asks, since we're probably back to rebuild mode, they need a way to get butts in the seats next season. Got to, got to dedicate the team and Lou. Oh, that must mean tram. Got to de dedicate the tram and Lou statue next year, right? Are you a buyer in a, st in statues? They got their numbers. How about a statue? I'm good on a statue. Yeah. We, we've got enough statues. I want to see some. I feel like were, were you the one that brought up something like interactive? I feel like that would be cool. Um, I don't know what that looks like, but something more than just a, you 
you know, copper, I don't know, bronze, whatever you make statues out of out there in the <laughs> outfield. Like we have enough. I'm probably good. Yeah, for a statue, I'm, I'm a little more selective. Uh, Cabrera and Verlander are probably both getting statues, though. Yeah, definitely. But if they didn't, I probably wouldn't shed a tear. Um, Cabrera is... No, they need to start doing more, like, minor league stuff. Like, uh, I mean, obviously they do a few bark in the parks, but I think in South Bend we do bark in the park, like, once a week. Let's do that. People people love that. Dress up like your favorite Pokemon night. Wear your I pirate mean, hat night. Come on, this minor league kinda. stuff. I mean, does that does that bring less people to the stands? I don't think so. There's a reason they do it. It works. There's a reason they do it. It works. I mean, I feel like winning might be the the easier choice, but that would help. I'm not sure that's in the cards. Yeah. Uh, here's the question I was referencing earlier, again from Peter underscore III. How does a fan base evaluate a training staff or any coach really? Or how much of this is Teeter's fault? Or is it, or is the problem every team or is this a problem every team is having this year? Yeah, I think he's getting at it. Like, I don't see how fans really evaluate a training staff yeah. or coaches. Like, how do you For even sure. how do you yeah, even get into it? We're that? certainly not smart enough to do that. I, I don't know. I feel like, I mean, we can look at the results and there's some things we can infer for, from that. But you really need a front row seat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely don't think you can look at injury list and ipso facto. They are yeah. good or bad. Like. Yeah. It seems far more complicated than that. But now this question is going to bring up uh, something fun for me to talk about. Jeremy Troya <laughs> asks, worst owners, the Glazers or Chris Illich? He'll hang up and listen. Let's talk about the Glazers club, shall we? Tell the people, tell the should. people about what's going should. on and what happened. Um, so I'm a, a Man United fan who are owned by the Glazers, who also own the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um Things have not gotten off to a great start for us. We've played two games, lost the first one, two to one, to an unfashionable team, and then lost four nil to a even less fashionable Redford. team in the second. Um, I watched nothing is good. Yeah, I watched uh, like two videos of these Man United fans. There's like a lot of fans who do these like live podcasts or not like live video yeah, streams. Yeah. Like right outside the stadium afterwards, yeah. And um, they were showing their reactions. Each goal is getting scored up to four, and they're just losing their minds. And it was so fun to watch. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, they're they're both. I w- I would probably say the Glazers because uh, I without getting into the the financial dealings of the Illich family too much in the whole district Detroit stuff. The Glazers when they bought the club. Uh, put all of the debts that they use to acquire the club onto the club itself. So we are now paying their their debts, um, which is not great. Um, they have spent a lot of money, wasted virtually every penny of it. Um, there is, I mean, honestly, there is nothing good going on at Man United right now. I will still watch because I'm a sucker. Um, but yeah, it's it's not not a great time yeah. to be a United supporter. The new hotshot manager, not so much. Uh, I, usually, I think he would be fine if he had players that weren't just rotten to the core. Like I suspect most, if not the entire squad is. I'm partial to Dutch people, but still he's, he's having a struggle. Um, the Glazers, the Glazers to me are, are better because with the Bucks, they had championships. They have champion recently yeah. championship yeah. owners. 
I mean, they won. They won a couple with United, kind of before. There you go. Before Fergie left, once once Fergie left, he he ceased to paper over all of the cracks that they had made, um, which has been a bummer. Finally, we have a question from Robin Runyon, one of my favorite Twitter people. She asks, "When can I go back to having expectations?" It's going to be not next year. Yeah, give it a minute. How about that? It it might yeah. be. 2024 at the soonest no that's yeah yeah, yeah that's about right two years yeah at the, probably at the soonest uh, there you go well, that maybe we can talk ourselves into it next spring yeah no expectations maybe we can find a way yeah but yeah it's it's kind of a, a sad state of our our, our our club and there you have it yeah. those were the twitter questions and they were they're fine they're good <laughs> they're it was, it, was, it was fine. All right. I didn't berate the questioners. I said it was fine. Honestly, I think this is worse. It almost sounded like yeah. you weren't mad, just so. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> they gave us a lot of questions and you still aren't satisfied. Like when, you're, when your kid makes a bad life choice. So that's what the listeners did. They made <laughs> bad life choices. I'm not mad. Right. I'm just disappointed. There you have it. Twitter questions. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with the show, I am at hosted by Jay Hall. Eric is at Eric Wayne's brain and the show is at podcast. Yanos. Um, I cannot commit going forward to any sort of regular <laughs> schedule. Same. We'll try and make episodes as much as we can. Um, but I would love to say, I'll see you guys next week, but I, I just don't know. Um, yeah, we're both, uh, like- energy levels. Well, not only for the tigers, but you know, life is a thing. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, I mean, it, if something good happens, we'll, we for yeah. sure will. But I mean, if we're using that as a bar, yeah, let's be honest, it's probably not going to happen. Or if somebody um, out there wants to um, pay for us to do this full time, I mean, we we certainly could. But otherwise, you know, got to manage life. And if you do actually want to pay for us, um, just get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be okay with that. DMs are open. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you in the near future. Uh, eat them, tigers, eat them up. Goodbye. That's what we do. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast.